Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Deer Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Durr, and in today's episode, we are covering my whitetail deer hunting layering system. I talk about everything that I'm wearing from First Light and Sitka to keep me warm and in the tree stand while I'm bow hunting. Now, I get into the benefits of using merino wool and the benefits of using an actual layering system. So I hope you guys enjoy it. If you guys have been out hunting, I hope you have had success. I just missed a buck in Pennsylvania this week. Man, came close. But uh, the hunting season is just starting to ramp up. Bucks are cruising, checking out new areas. I got new bucks on camera every day now. For the last couple of days, scrapes are heating up. Scrape Week is coming, so make sure you tune into all the great Scrape Week content we have coming out. But for now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome, 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 welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Deer Gear Podcast. Today, I am talking about my favorite hunting garments, and in particular, my favorite material for making hunting garments, and that is merino wool. I am such a big believer in merino wool that every single piece of my main layering system is made out of it. I'm talking socks, underwear, base layers, outer layers, everything merino wool. Uh, In this podcast, I kind of want to go through the benefits of merino wool, what it is, how it works, and then I'm going to cover my layering system, what I'm wearing when it's 60 degrees, what I'm wearing when it's 20 degrees. If uh, merino wool interests you and it's something you're trying to learn about, make sure you stick around. I'm going to talk not crazy in depth, but I do want to talk a little bit about how it's made and uh, where it comes from and what makes it such a good garment. So the first thing that I need to do is answer the question, what is merino wool? Well, merino wool is a type of wool that's gathered from the coats of merino sheep. It's thinner and softer than regular wool, and this makes it easier to wear next to skin. Your base layer next to skin layer is the most important layer when it comes to staying comfortable in the woods. The reason merino wool is uh, softer is because of the small diameter of the fine merino fibers. It makes it more flexible and pliable and therefore less itchy. This fiber that grows on the back of this merino sheep has evolved over the years to keep sheep comfortable in harsh environments. These animals hang out in temperatures that range from 5 degrees to 95 degrees. So inherently, this fiber, this material, is really, really, really good at regulating body temperature, whether you're in hot environments or in cool environments. Another interesting fact about merino wool is it's natural and it's renewable. One sheep can grow four to five pounds of wool per year. So wool fibers are measured in what we call microns. The smaller that micron number, the lighter and silkier the wool. So just for reference, human hair measures at 75 micron. The top sheep breeds raised for meat in North America are Dorsets. They measure in the 27 to 33 micron range. And Hampshires, 
range from 25 to 33 microns. Merino sheep are bred for their fine, high crimp wool fibers ranging from 18 to 24 microns. Now, the fibers of merino wool have a crimp. And what's that mean? It's the kink in a strand of wool. The more kink, the more the fibers can lock together and provide loft or fluffy air trapping insulation. Between crimp, loft, and tiny hair wisps, merino wool makes lightweight, durable, and breathable fabric. Now that's, that's cool. That's great. But why is merino wool such a big garment, such a big material for hunting clothes? Well, I think some of the properties of merino wool make it stand out compared to cotton or synthetics or traditional wool. And the main thing is the ability for it to regulate body temperature. Merino wool keeps your body at a stable temperature. When it's cold outside, the natural crimps and bends in its fiber trap air, thus insulating. When it's warm outside, it transports sweat quickly away from the skin, helping to keep you cool and dry. Another really important factor to consider with merino wool is it's breathable because the wool is able to absorb and evaporate moisture inherently it breathes better it's moisture wicking like some synthetic fibers merino wool also has the ability to wick moisture away from the skin and this is because of the wool's amazing absorption merino wool can absorb up to 30 percent of its weight in water before it even feels wet moisture is one of the biggest reasons you're getting cold in the winter. You're sweating, your garments can't get rid of that moisture, and you're starting to freeze. Now, this benefit of wool gets a bit technical, but I'm going to read a passage from Smart Wool. Merino wool transports sweat and moisture away from skin as a vapor. Now, that's key. It's before it turns to a liquid. Merino fibers are inherently porous. They're comprised of little plates that moisture vapor can get in between. And this means you're not left feeling wet, cold, and clammy. Synthetic fabrics are not porous. They wick sweat when it's already a liquid, and then your body has to heat it up to evaporate it. And that is what gives you that clammy feeling in cold weather. Merino takes that step out of the process that helps you stay warm and dry when you're hunting and it's cold. Another thing that makes it a great hunting garment is that it likes when you wear it in layers. When it's really cold outside, layering is a great way to keep yourself warm because as you add each layer, that air is trapped in between each layer, thus acting as an insulation. When you are not wearing layers and you just have one large garment, that air isn't being trapped in, staying warm and insulating you. It's leaving, keeping you cooler. By using all merino wool when you layer, you create an escape route for sweat and excess heat. Each layer of merino works to transport sweat away from the skin to the outside of your gear while it's still a vapor, helping to keep you warm and dry. When you throw a synthetic layer in there, it mucks up the sweat vapor escape route and creates a detour that might increase your chances of getting cold and clammy. The next really, 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 really important 
property of merino wool is that it resists odors. Merino wool is unique in that it absorbs odor caused by bacteria, trapping their smell and keeping them from building up. This means you can wear merino wool odor-resistant clothing for longer without having to worry about smelling. We all know scent is one of the biggest things that we're trying to minimize when we're hunting. Also, merino wool has natural antimicrobial properties. The natural lanolin in the sheep's wool repels odor-causing bacteria. And since merino wool manages moisture so well, there's no wet environment for that bacteria to grow. So just from hearing those properties, you can already tell why merino wool is such a great material to make hunting garments out of. But why are cottons and synthetics inferior? Well, cotton's pretty simple. Cotton absorbs 27 times its weight in moisture. Once it's wet, it becomes heavy, takes forever to dry, and no longer insulates. This is because of the tiny air pockets in the cotton fibers that would usually insulate are now waterlogged and remain that way for a long time. This is great for a towel. However, it's really bad for hunting. When you're wet, you get cold. Also, cotton stinks. Now, synthetics um, do have a good moisture wicking property that will help move sweat away from your body to the outside of the garment where it can evaporate. But as I talked about before, merino wool is not letting it get wet before it wicks it away. Synthetics dry faster than merino, but they aren't more comfortable when damp. Merino fibers have the amazing property of being able to hold a significant amount of water while still feeling dry to the touch, 30% of its weight. This means you will often feel more comfortable in damp merino than you will in damp synthetics, even though the merino wool might retain some of that moisture longer. Also, some manufacturers try to treat synthetic fibers with antimicrobial coatings However, it doesn't usually live up to its promises, and that fades after repeated washing. So it's not going to get rid of scent the way merino wool is. So that's kind of the big reasons why merino wool is better than cotton or synthetic for hunting garments. Now compared to traditional wool, traditional wool is warm, but it's also really heavy and bulky, and it takes forever to dry. The synthetics, um, <clears throat> they had the advantage of being lightweight, easy to care for, and they don't itch. But they do f- make you feel wet and clammy, sweaty, and smelly. So merino wool is the clear winner when it comes to um, hunting garment materials. I touched on this real quick, but I just want to touch real quickly again on layering what makes layering better than wearing just one heavy, uh, warm piece of equipment? Well, one of the self-explanatory things is if you have a long walk to your stand or you have to walk uphill a long way, you're inherently going to get really sweaty. If you are in layers, you can take, you can shed some layers, helping you stay cool on your trek to your stand. Because when you get sweaty, that's when it gets bad. Sweat is bacteria, it stinks, and it makes you cold. If you're wearing a layering system and your first layer next to skin is merino wool and it's lightweight and it uh, absorbs your moisture 
wicks away as a vapor, gets it away from your body. It'll keep you dry and cool as you make your trek to your stand. Then you add a layer. And what happens when you add that layer is it creates a pocket of air in between those layers. That air will warm up and it'll keep you insulated. If you just add one outer shell that's large and thick and heavy and not made out of merino, the air evaporates, leaves your body, and it doesn't get trapped and it doesn't insulate. So you guys get the point. I love merino wool and I love a merino wool layering system. So real quick, I just want to kind of run down what I'm wearing in certain temperature ranges. Uh, From early October to December and January. Now, in early October, uh, temperatures can range from the upper 70s to the 50s. And so my layering system has a core. It starts with the same garments no matter what the weather is. I'm always going to be wearing some type of merino sock, whether it's a lightweight crew sock. From First Light, I have the Mercury which is 58% nylon and 40% merino wool. I have the Treeline Midweight Crew Sock, if it's going to be a little bit cooler, also 40% merino wool. And then if it's really, really cold, I'm going to wear the Zero Cold Weather Crew Sock from First Light, which is 68% merino wool. When it comes to underwear, I think underwear is uh, one of the shortcomings in a lot of people's system. Uh, Their next to skin is usually some type of cotton or nylon or spandex. And that is not going to have those same properties as merino. So I am wearing merino underwear every time I'm hunting. Whether it's the Wick 150 weight arrow wool underwear from First Light or the 250 weight merino wool from First Light, the Kilns, Kiln Long Boxer Brief. Uh, These things are great. Uh... I buy a new pair every year, whether whichever weight, 150 or 250. They're so comfortable, and they don't stink. I wear the same pair, two pairs of um, First Light Merino wool underwear for a week-long hunting trip. So the socks and the underwear are consistent. Another thing that is going to be consistent is the T-shirt that I'm wearing. Uh, A lot of times it's really easy to just throw on a cotton T-shirt next to skin and hit the road well that's probably the worst thing you can do because it's going to hold all that moisture and you're not going to be able to get rid of it and you're just going to freeze so my top t-shirt is the uh, 150 weight arrow wool wick short sleeve crew from first light i just think first light has uh, some of the best merino wool offered in hunting garments So I'm always going to have that short sleeve t-shirt on as my next to skin layer. If it's really, really, really cold, I'll just throw on the wick long sleeve. But I like to keep my next to skin layer a t-shirt in case I have a really long walk. I can just wear that in and I don't get overheated. Now, in that 70 to 65, 60, 55 degree range, I'm also going to wear the men's wick hoodie. It's a 150 weight arrow wool long sleeve. It has a hood on it. This garment is super comfortable and it's super versatile. 
It can be your outer layer for those warm days, and it's a good insulation piece for those 55 degrees. Maybe throw a vest over it or something. Uh, I love that hoodie. Moving down to my pants in this temperature range, I'm probably going to be wearing my Sitka Apex pants. These are not merino wool, but they have a built-in knee pad, which I find is pretty awesome for hunting off the ground or hunting from a saddle. Uh, It's super advantageous to have those removable knee pads. You can take them out if you don't like the knee pads. Maybe you have another pair that you like, or you can leave them in, and they offer just enough padding to uh, keep that bark from tearing your knees up. So those are a super great piece of uh, hunting hunting gear there. I do have a merino wool option for those warmer days as far as my pants go. I do have the First Light Obsidian Merino Pants. And those are a super comfortable pant, but they're just not that durable. If you're walking through briars or anything thick that are you'll get snagged on, they do rip and tear a little bit easier. Now, First Light came out with the Foundry line, which is reinforced. Their um, obsidian pants did come in that line. I do want to get my hands on those, but I haven't run them yet, so I can't speak to those. But I do believe I'll add those. And if you can, if you can wear those merino pants, man, they're like pajamas. They're super comfortable. They don't overheat you when it's warm out, and they keep you nice and warm when it's cool. So that's pretty much it for early October. I have that 150 weight Arrowwool t-shirt, 150 weight long sleeve hoodie, and sometimes I will throw on the sawtooth vest, which is also merino wool. It's a 300 weight, but it's a vest, so it doesn't restrict your movement if it's going to get a little bit cooler. On my bottoms, I have the Sitka Apex pants and merino wool underwear, and then I have a merino wool sock. When it starts getting a little bit cooler, we're talking about ranges from 50 degrees to 35 degrees. My system, we just start to add layers. So on the bottom, the boxer briefs are going to stay the same. And then I'm going to add a base layer bottom from First Light, the Kiln Zip-Off Long John. These are a 250 weight merino wool base layer. Uh, They have a full length zipper. So if you're... Uh, walking in you want to release some air you can unzip those and if you want to take them off when it warms up maybe you are hunting an area that is 30 degrees in the morning and then it warms up to 60s and you want to take those base layers off without taking your boots off you can simply just unzip them and move on so those are a super comfortable base layer again these next to skin layers are the most important layers But as you add layers, like I explained earlier, when you start adding a synthetic, it works differently than Merino. So it kind of creates a detour for that moisture to release. And it just doesn't work as good as having all Merino. On the top, in that 50 to 35 degree range, I will take that men's look hoodie out of my system. And then I'll move into the kiln from First Light. It's a mid-weight 250 merino wool. And this is a quarter zip. I like having the quarter zip. This zip was almost a half zip. It comes really far down and you can release a lot of heat as you're walking in. Um, If it's in the 50s, I'll throw on the sawtooth hybrid vest over top of that. 
If it's going to be in the 30s, I'll throw on the Sawtooth Hybrid Jacket. The Sawtooth piece is pretty awesome. It's a merino wool outer, so it's 300, uh, 300 weight merino with a DWR treated nylon. It's 95% merino and 5% spandex. I have this in the vest and in the jacket. If you are interested in that piece, make sure you size up. It's it's pretty uh, form-fitting. Um, typically a large, and I wear an extra large in the sawtooth jacket, so that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, and then on the bottoms for that 50 to 35 degree range, I'm going to move into the Catalyst pants from First Light. They're a soft shell. They have a little bit of a fleece lining, and they're a really comfortable pant. In this same temperature range, if I am not hunting in an area where I have to worry about briars, I'm still going to wear the Obsidian Merino pants. Uh, like I said, they do a really, really good job of regulating your body heat. That's because it's a Merino wool pant. They just don't hold up to the thick stuff. So as we move down the temperatures, we're talking 35 degrees and below. I start to throw in some Sitka pieces. I, have, uh, I haven't experimented with First Light's uh, cold weather gear. I just have kind of the mid-weights. But what I love about wearing the Sitka stuff in this cold temperatures is the wind stopper. Man, there's nothing like wind to keep you cold. That stuff will just cut right through you and make you miserable out in the woods. So let's talk about what I'm wearing uh, in those 35-degree temps and colder. Again, I'll probably still wear that Wick short sleeve crew from First Light, 150 grade uh, arrow wool. I do have the Wick long sleeve, so I might put it on in these scenarios. Um, I just am more comfortable in a t-shirt. I will then throw on the Men's Furnace Henley from First Light. This is 350 weight Merino X from First Light, and this thing is so warm. It eliminates the need for two different layers. So Furnace Henley, and then I will throw on the Sawtooth Hybrid Jacket, and I'm usually pretty good with that. But if it's super windy, I'll then move to the Sitka Stratus Jacket. This has Sitka's um, Gore-Tex Infinium Windstopper and just wind just does not get through it and it's super quiet it's a super quiet piece of gear and that's one thing that i haven't really touched on with merino but it just doesn't make any noise it's super super quiet so i'll have the stratus jacket and then for my pants if it's not super windy i'll still continue to win wear the catalyst soft shell pants but underneath those i'll have the furnace long johns again that's the 350 weight merino wool as my long john and then if it's really windy out i'll switch to the stratus pants because of that wind stopper i do also have the fanatic hoodie that i could supplement in there i like the built-in face mask i'm a face mask guy over face paint if you watched my hunt in north dakota you would probably ask yourself why uh, my face mask kind of caused me some issues but um, when it's cold 
I like to have a face mask and that built-in face mask in the Fanatic hoodie is pretty nice, but I found that that piece doesn't fit my layering system as well because I'm trying to layer with as much merino wool as possible. When it gets really, really cold, the only thing that I'm changing is the bibs. I'll wear the Sitka Fanatic bibs, and if you have any experience with these pants, oh my god, they are the holy grail of cold weather hunting garments. And yes, the sticker shock is real. They are expensive, but in my opinion, the Fanatic system from Sitka is the best Midwest cold weather garment for hunting whitetails. That stuff is freaking amazing. It's super quiet. It doesn't hold water. It's just a really, really great deer hunting garment for cold weather. You can hunt in some really cold temperatures if you follow this layering system with merino wool base layers, the next to skin, keep yourself dry, throw the fanatic over top, and whew, you'll be toasty. Throughout every temperature range, my socks are going to stay the same. I'm going to wear some type of merino sock, 40% merino or higher. I think what a lot of people get in trouble with with their feet is moisture. If you're wearing some rubber boots or you have some leather boots that are tied real tight, breathability is key. So if your feet can breathe, they won't sweat, they won't get cold. Again, I keep talking about how the moisture is what makes you cold. I'm wearing lace-up boots, crispy boots, with a merino wool sock. And when I get to my stand location, I may even loosen up the laces a little bit, let my feet breathe a little bit more, and I don't have trouble with my toes getting cold because they're not breathing. You're cutting off the insulation, you're cutting off the airflow, your feet are going to freeze. That I think that's one of the keys where you talk to everyone about their system. They're like, man, I'm good, but my, my feet get cold. And I think that's because your feet are sweating on your way in or while you're sitting in your stand, your feet can't breathe and your toes are freezing. That is one thing to keep in mind, but I also came across another tip from Byron Horton at the Whitetail Experience um, to keep your feet warm in cold weather. He takes a wool sock or some thick sock and he cuts it off at the crew and he throws that sock over top of his boot, outside of his boot, and it creates an insulation piece against the cool tree stand or the cold metal or aluminum tree stand that you're standing on. And that seems to help a lot if you do struggle with cold feet. On my hands, I'm wearing the First Light Talus fingerless gloves for bow hunting. I like having my fingers exposed so I can feel the trigger. Those gloves are merino wool. You guessed it. And then I will always wear my Sitka hand muff. That thing is awesome. Throw some hand warmers in there. If it's really cold or if it's not really cold, I just use it as a place to keep my hands. It's comfortable. It's in a natural position. And it also acts as another uh, transport system. So I can keep my grunt call or I can keep my release or I can keep something else in those pockets. So real quick, just in list fashion, I want to run down the garments that I have to choose from, start with the socks. 
Mercury lightweight crew sock, 58% nylon, 40% merino wool. Tree line midweight crew sock, 58% nylon, 40% merino wool. Zero cold weather crew sock, 68 merino, 68% merino wool, 30% nylon, 2% spandex. I, I mentioned it before, but the 40% merino wool or greater is the key there. On my underwear, men's wick long boxer brief, 150 weight arrow merino wool. Men's kiln long boxer brief, mid-weight, 250 merino X. On the base layer bottoms, I have the merino core lightweight bottom from Sitka. I have the men's kiln zip-off long john from First Light. And I have the furnace long john from First Light. That's a 350 weight merino wool, and the kiln is a 250 weight. Top base layer options, the wick short sleeve, 150 weight merino wool. The wick hoodie, 150 weight merino wool, the kiln quarter zip 250 weight merino wool, and the furnace Henley 350 weight merino wool. My outer layers, I have the sawtooth hybrid vest. I'm a big vest guy. Uh, When you're bow hunting, it doesn't restrict your movement. Or I have the sawtooth hybrid jacket. That sawtooth line is 300 weight merino X with a DWR treated nylon. I also have the Stratus jacket from Sitka for those windy days. I have the Fanatic hoodie from Sitka, and on my bottoms, I have the Sitka Apex pants with the built-in knee pads. I have the Catalyst soft shell -shell pants from First Light, the Obsidian Merino pants from First Light, the Stratus pants from Sitka for those windy days, and then for the really, really, really cold days, I have the Fanatic bibs. That's what I'm choosing from to wear. Every year, I try to add a garment or two. Whether it is this year, it might be the Kiln hoodie, 250 weight. I love having a hood, and I do want to add some foundry pants from First Light. But the key to your layering system is your next-to-skin layer is the most important, but every layer needs to work together. Sitka and First Light and Kuyu and all these companies are building layering systems that work together, and that is for a reason. So don't overlook the importance of layering when you're building out your system. And when it comes to merino, wool, hunting garments, in my opinion, they are the best. But that's it for me, guys. That's my layering system from First Light and Sitka for early October all the way through December, January. Keeps me warm, keeps me comfortable. If you guys have any questions about a particular piece of gear, make sure you get a hold of me. And if you have any suggestions, anything that I can add to my system to help keep me warmer, please don't be afraid to reach out. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Deer Gear Podcast, please leave me a five-star review wherever you listen to this. I greatly appreciate it. It helps me reach more people. And for now, I'll talk to you guys next week.